Hello and welcome to True Crime People and Places, the podcast where we explore the world of true crime from an academic and personal perspective. I'm Linda Sage, a criminal psychologist with over four decades of experience working with some of the most dangerous individuals in the world. This is a fairly new podcast and we are developing the systems and growing our audience. So we appreciate your support and feedback. This podcast may contain discussions of violence, murder, sexual assault and other topics related to true crime. Listener discretion is advised. If you are sensitive to these topics, please be aware that this podcast may be triggering you. If at any time you feel overwhelmed or distressed, please take a break and seek support from a mental health professional or support organisation. Hi and welcome. We are in a different location and we're actually together. So it's the first time that we're doing this one actually uh, in the same place. We're in the studio today, yeah. which is great. So we're in the studio that I normally do the, the radio show from. So we just sneaked in and we've uh, 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 seconded it just for uh, 30 minutes. So it's great to uh, be with you and uh, we're live. So uh, we will be sharing this out also on um, video and on audio in case that you need to hear it again. So, Lise, what are we doing today? We're talking about love bombing today. So love bombing uh, and all things about wooing and grooming someone early on in a relationship. There's, yeah, people talk about love bombing and they sort of associate it with um, gifts and things like this. But there's lots of different ones, isn't there? Yeah, um, love bombing, it depends on the purpose and the intent behind love bombing. So there are different types. You've got, you know, people who want to groom somebody into a relationship might love bomb. You've got your online scammers and sort of, you know, you get these uh, people in African internet cafes that are trying to scam people out of money. They use love bombing techniques and tactics. It's also got some links to OCD and some of the personality disorders as well, where people become very obsessive about people and then very quickly get bored. Um, So the intent behind it might be different and there are different types depending on what that is. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I think for a lot of people, they just think, oh, this is my prince charming or my princess charming, you know, if it's the the other way around. Because, of course, you know, this affects people right across the ages, right across the genders and across the cultures. It's not just aimed at anybody in particular. Yeah. And being on the receiving end of it is usually the same um feeling you know you feel absolutely wonderful up front you feel great you feel like they've hooked you in and and nothing could ever get better than this the thing is if it feels too good to be true as I always say to young people that we see it usually is yeah and I think that's the thing that, you know, because it feels so good at the beginning and this is where the hooks go in, that later on when uh, things are turning a bit uh, toxic or septic, whatever you want to call it, you know, you remember back to all the good things. Oh, yeah, they can be really nice. They can treat you very well. They can be loving. And you always want to hold on to the good bits and make excuses for the bad bits. So should we take a look at what actually we mean by this term love bombing? Because yeah. I think what we've done is we talked around the subject so love bombing is really words gifts phrases anything that um, is used early on in a relationship to hook someone in so you might hear things like you're my soulmate you're my perfect man or perfect woman Um, you complete me I've never met anyone like you 
I don't think I'll ever meet anyone like you again. I can't see myself being with anybody else. Um, and then coupled with things like gifts, also what tends to happen is if it is the early stages of a relationship, they might move you in quite quickly. Mm -hmm. So they might ask you to move in with them um, with the purpose of you being in their world and you only being in their world. Mm -hmm. That's a, a quick way of uh, isolating as well. So there is a progression and there is like steps that uh, people go through. So once you see the plan and the, the red flags, it's quite easy to actually follow it. But um, love bombing also doesn't just happen the once. You know, if you've had an upset and then, you know later on they go back to it to hook you back in as well. You know, it's not something that uh, just happens once and then they forget about it. So it's part of the cycle of abuse. Mm. So once you know they've hooked you in up in the start and you've got that heady, it's almost like being drugged. You feel like that heady sense of love and euphoria. A normal relationship doesn't follow those patterns. A normal relationship goes steady. It goes slowly. You get to know each other over time. A relationship that's got the potential to be controlling and abusive might happen very quickly. And the love bombing stage is very much part of it. Once they've started to love bomb you, then find out everything about you, isolate you, belittle you to the point where you're broken they'll then go back and we use a hoovering tactic so suck you back in ready with all the love bombing again buying you gifts paying for holidays and it's at this point where I see people that they say look I'm locked in financially they're doing everything for me they they they're brilliant but in the next breath they're saying well they hit me last week or they um they won't let me see my friends or the demands for money as well because we were talking earlier about you know because there's a lot of the uh dating uh websites and the relationships that are built up on that you know uh, again it's built up we have a society today of speediness you know fast food you know fast cars quickie divorces and you know drive-throughs and whereas before we would take things more allegedly space even emails you know we live in a world now if you go on somewhere and you send the email and it doesn't go or it bounces back it's like yeah you know five minutes whereas before you know you'd send a letter and you wait for a reply for it to come back and that was normal like a, a two-week round trip whereas now if you've got more than two minutes we start getting irate about it absolutely and I think from my own personal experience you know I've been on my own for nearly eight years now but very early on I, I went on to online dating and um when your world has fallen apart and everything's awful, but you've got someone the other end of a, an app telling you that you're beautiful, that you're great, that you're wonderful. They ask you lots of questions about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's very enticing and it feels very drug-like. And if that happens on multiple occasions, you know, you go on one of the apps, plenty of fish, Tinder, Match, and you might be talking, we say talking, but you're only really texting multiple people and they're all saying that sort of thing you start to feel a little bit heady and a little bit oh this is great um and actually so there's quite a lot of abusive people on those apps um and I have been victim to it um where I did get involved with someone from an app um and I got to know them over about I don't know a three-month period which reality is not a long time and I actually gave that person two and a half thousand pounds and I then never saw it again.
But the thing is, you don't really get to know them because when they're online, that person could be anybody. And yeah, we're going to talk about grooming as well. But I mean, obviously, one of the things online, when you've got somebody meeting face to face, you can see if they are a, a 12 year old or a 20 year old or a 50 year old. Whereas being online, they can be whoever they want to be. And yeah, they're very practiced at what they do. Absolutely. And I, I've got another friend of mine and we keep saying we're going to write a sitcom about all the people that we've been hooked into online. And, you know, we've I, I can remember having regular conversations with a friend of mine who was also single and she was saying, oh, my God, I'm going to marry this person. I can tell they're the one for me because they've been love bombed so much. They've been hooked in. They told them how wonderful they were. They promised them the world. I think at one point I'd been promised a trip to Bora Bora, you know, and it was like, whoa, my life's pretty rubbish at the moment. A trip to Bora Bora is really enticing. Now, I look at, back at it now and think, wow, I, I was so stupid. How ridiculous was I? But I was in a bad place. And actually, love bombers do pick on people that are quite vulnerable. If you think of the online scamming, it happens to elderly people. Quite a lot of women who have been single a long time or may have gone through really testy divorces end up, you know, giving all their life savings away to somebody they've met online uh, through love bombing stages. So, it, it, you know, these things uh, it may seem ridiculous to people on the outside, but actually when your life is not great, you aspire to something. And if somebody's offering you that, even if it's on, you know, uh, grounds of sand and it doesn't actually exist, okay. you, you, you're aspirational and you want that. And and also, I think you know, we give an awful lot away. I mean, I must admit, uh, two weeks ago now, I went on um, a cyber stalking course. I've never really been uh, involved in the cyber stalking, especially for young people, because it's not my area of expertise. But I was just amazed that just in an ordinary picture of a living room, there was 21 places that they could be watched or listened to. And the young people really take certain language as as normal and uh, especially as you're going through and in their social media people give so much information away you might only give a little bit here or a little bit there but these people do their homework and they put this jigsaw together they know if you've been on your own they know if you're a single parent they know you know where your kids go to school you know there, there is so much information that people give out free and yeah, most people are just interested, but there are a lot of people out there that are using it for bad information. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a nightmare because I do post probably too much on social media, uh, but I'm also running a business. So it's it's a hard line between how much do you put out there? My business is very personal. It's very personal to me. Mm -hmm. So I do have to disclose of quite a bit of information as part of that. Um, so it's a fine line between, you know, are you a stalkers or love bombers dream because you're posting everything out there for them to see or you know do you keep yourself to yourself uh and actually you know there's a lot to be said for that <laughs> yeah I think you know, so with my background I post a lot business but there's very few personal things but then because I've never been in a profession where you can actually share anything personal you you know you tell people different stories because it's your security you know, I tend to air very much on on caution on that thing but I think it's something that we are all you know we are human and for to want to be with somebody else is a natural process. But some people are already primed to be victims because they're already primed to be um, 
codependent on this type of relationship because they've been brought up in this type of relationship so it's hard to break that cycle when you are a person that's already primed to go into to these sort of things I also think we're setting our young people up for a bit of a fall in this because everything is done online and we know we talk a lot about the online stuff that's happening but because everything's done online we lose what the animal instincts around the sense of belonging so we don't have that sense of belonging. You know, it, historically, you would go out to a youth club or you'd go out to a hobby or you'd hang out with your friends after school. They're not doing that so much now. Still, hobbies still exist. Youth clubs still exist. And they're great. The ones that we work with are amazing. But there's a lot more happening online and people are not getting those connections. So they're desperate for those connections that automatically opens a window up for love bombers to come in and go, oh, look, there's a gap here. They're wanting some sense of belonging. Let me step in and give them that. Yeah. I think very much so. And also well, I had this conversation with somebody the other day uh, where I live, uh, there's a, a lot of houses around the, the area. But very rarely do you ever see a child out like on a scooter or skates, you know, and before it was always kids out in the street, especially if they're cul-de-sacs or side roads and things like this, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I, I know kids hanging about round street corners. Look, there's good and bad with that. But as a, as a teenager, I did. I hung out with my mates on the night after school. Um, you're seeing less of that happening now. Um, you see more of the antisocial side of it, but more of the less of the let's hang out and you know we used to chill out on the wall by by the local cafe and um, sit there and and just talk for hours and hours with your friends. I'm not seeing any of that happening anymore in the park. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, society's changed in that respect, and I think the youngsters, uh, socially wise, are going to really have a different aspect on that. I think even employers are seeing a difference when they bring in young people in that just answering a telephone. They're not accustomed to answering a telephone uh, or take messages. So it, it's it's a way that's affecting people in many more ways than even just the way we're we're looking at this. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Should we have a look at some of the characteristics of, of love bombing and some of the things yeah. that that we might see um, if someone's trying to hook you into a relationship or even a friendship as well? It doesn't necessarily yeah, that, that, be that's a relationship. Why I just going to jump in there because although we've been talking about intimate partner relationships you know this can certainly happen with friendships it can happen within the work environment you know so uh, don't just think that uh, oh you know it's just a friend of mine no it could be just exactly the same Okay, yeah. take it away so up front you meet someone for the first time they want to know everything about you okay absolutely everything about you now that's nice isn't it most people like someone to take an interest, someone to make them feel special. They know everything about you. They are fascinated by your life, but you know nothing about them. They tell you nothing about their life, who they are, what they do. It almost seems as if they're mesmerized by you and everybody wants to feel that they're special. Um, so that's that's one of the signs. Are they asking lots of questions about you and do you know nothing about them? And, and also, I'm just going to jump in there as well, that as you get to know them, you probably find it, find out that in a way that they don't have family contacts or they don't have um, long term friends you know, or they don't introduce you to friends and things like this. But 
we make excuses for that but but they are something to think about because uh, they matter because if you think about it you know we really normally do have friends from different eras of our lives that we're in contact with love bombers also want you to be very grateful they're always looking for constant validation you know you they give you a gift they want you to thank them or they want another gift in replace to in in response to that um no matter how much you compliment them it's never enough so they're constantly looking for validation. Quite often, love bombers will love bomb you because they're missing something in themselves. They're missing something in in themselves. And a, a lot of abusers do that. They, they, they are missing something inside. So they project their uh, either self-doubt or their innermost... Oh, I'm trying to think their innermost demons, yes. shall we say, onto you. Um, so they're, they're looking for validation. They're giving you a gift because they want the praise. They want the thanks. They want you to tell you you're wonderful. But what can happen in return is if you don't give them that, or as soon as that stops, it's like, well, all the things I've done for you. Look at all the things I've done for you. And then they start to play victim. Yeah. And and also it's a, a, one of the, the paths to then start um, isolating you because while they're giving you the gifts, you know, oh, you want to spend time with me. Oh, you don't need to be speaking to them. Oh, don't go out with your mates. You know, look, look at what a nice time that we're having. So it's another way of starting off the insulation as well, making you part of their world because they've not got a lot in their world. So you're, you're their focus and they want you to then totally focus on them guilt tripping mm -hmm. so that's the thing that happens guilt tripping they'll guilt trip you into um you know i've got that for you i've done that what about me they do nothing for you so what you know you should be spending more time with me uh doing things now the other way that they use guilt tripping is the silly what i call the silly girl narrative oh you got it wrong i was just buying you a gift i wasn't grooming you i was just buying you a gift just to be nice you've got it wrong silly girl I think also language is important that you know we take a lot of the things that we say um out of context you know I was in a card shop the other day and it says you know it said on the cards um uh, I'm not stalking you but I know what you I know you're reading this now you know and moderating our language that if somebody is speaking like that that we actually challenge it because when people are doing this we don't we just let it run off I always say that perpetrators tell you exactly what they're doing, the hidden meanings behind some of the language that they use. So when we do our theatre show around coercive control, one of the things that the character does, he said, I've got some tickets for the cinema, come to the cinema, come on. And the female's going, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, come on, because only weirdos go on their own. I can't go on my own because... Only weird people go to the cinema on their on their own. So what that character's doing is actually giving a little bit away about their personality. So listen out for some of these little hints that they drop. They will always drop little hints of who they actually are. And they talk, uh, talking about also about them making a, a commitment. They seem like they're making a commitment, but are they really? You know, if you're if, if they know a lot about you and you know not much about them, how often are they actually doing this to somebody else at exactly the same time? Yeah, and love bombers tend to be serial philanderers as well. They tend to be have multiple relationships on the go at once or certainly bounce from one to another because they get bored very quickly. The love bombing stage, um, if it's not leading anywhere or you're, you've got really good boundaries, they'll move on and go somewhere else to, to get that 
fuel, that feed from you. Um, the other thing that they might do is pressure you to commit. So move in with them, marry them, get engaged to them very early on. Um, and I know of a situation, and I, I can't reveal the people, um, where somebody I know's family member was on online dating and dating someone for about six, seven months. So we're going to move in and get married. And because the person wanted to get out of it, faked his own death. <laughs> so it went to like extreme lengths to cut off this love. He'd done all the love bombing. He'd got bored. And rather than just saying, look, I'm not interested anymore, faked his own death. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, but it, it's not unusual. I mean, they will be quite um, imaginative in the ways that they will manipulate people. You know, don't ever think that they will just be sort of run of the mill. If, um, uh, all of a sudden having accidents so they can't turn up places or they spent the night in hospital or, you know, that uh, all sorts of different things have happened. And in my situation where I gave away that two and a half thousand pounds to somebody, I had met them a couple of times. Uh, and I did really like this, but obviously I like the person because I gave them quite a lot of money. Um, but it was their feeling sorry. So being kicked out of accommodation and needed to quickly find somewhere to um, live. So I was lending them some money so that they had somewhere to live for a bit. Uh, and then only to go on Facebook several weeks later to find out that he was with a girlfriend in Australia on holiday. Hmm. And you paid for it. And I paid for it. Yeah. And that, but the thing is, you know, we we do it these days, but it is easy to find out information about people. But when you meet somebody first time, yeah, you know, going straight on Google and, and looking up and uh, finding out, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Something, you know, it, it could be when it's taken to extreme, because this is what they're doing about their, their victims. But can it arm you? to then be in a position where you can actually break this off early on because before the hooks get in, it is much, much easier to get away from one of these relationships. Once the hooks are in, you know, there's a lot of heartache and pain and tears. And the clinginess and immense jealousy as well that when you're with somebody else and that someone else might even be another family member. It might be a child that you've got. It might be a parent, you know. And there are situations I know where friends have got uh, parents who have, got ill and they've been with these types of abusers that have been over the top intense love wise and they won't let them go and see um their ill parent and you know in one situation the parent died and they never got to see them because they were so in this intense bubble relationship that had, was so intoxicating as i say you know it not only that, but there's also the, the parent-child aspect of this as well. Because if you've grown up in a domineering uh, environment, very often one of the uh, the two uh, adults, you know, as they're getting older and they're getting more dependent and the roles change within the family and like the child perhaps becomes the carer and they get very manipulative. And um, again, it's not the same type of love bomb but it is because it's still playing on their their guilt and their need that you know why are you going off and going then when I need you know how can I manage during the day I can't make a cup of tea you know so it's a similar thing so don't just think of it in one concept absolutely and boundaries people who love bomb who are abusive 
do not like your boundaries. No. They will totally overstep them. And if any any attempt you have to create boundaries and stick to them, they will not like it. They may lash out. Um, they may manipulate and try and overstep those boundaries in different ways. They may triangulate and get other people involved. And they will definitely use the victim mode and you know of all the things I've done for you yet you can't do this for me they don't care about your boundaries and I think it's important that you know you realize this because a lot of people as they we make excuses for other people um and the way we talk to ourselves if we talk to a friend like that they probably wouldn't be a friend very long so we put ourselves down to, to make excuses for them but if they are challenging what your boundaries are what your beliefs are you know what you really want to do then it's a you know it's a sign that you know stand up for what you want so the classic thing with online dating overstepping boundaries is they'll hook you in with all the beautiful you're great you're wonderful the next thing is can we move off the app into whatsapp or into another um dimension another another uh, way of communicating because they know it's not regulated and then it starts with the um, pictures can they send you pictures of them that are not actually them they're usually things they've pulled off porn on the internet or in return you must send me a picture of you and lots of people fall into these traps you know this is a, a classic example of where they overstep boundaries but then they say oh but i've sent you something of me so please in return you must send so they work on that that reciprocity the reciprocal thing i've sent you something you must send me something and then it starts going down a very very dark dark journey because then that can be used at a later date to manipulate you to blackmail you um but they've used love bombing tactics to uh, gather that information. Yeah. And once they've got them, no matter what happens, they, they can use them at any time. I mean, and once they're out on the net, they are out there trying to get things taken down, even via legal routes is a long process. So you know, it's one of the things, one of the tools that they use very effectively. And then obviously you've got sort of phishing and scams going on as well when, and phishing emails. I mean, quite a lot of them now are pretty poor and we're, we're pretty well versed in looking at them. But imagine that you are not someone that regularly uses the internet. And maybe you're an older person that doesn't necessarily go on the net so much, but, you know, getting hooked into somebody's family who's got, you know, a kidney problem and can you, do you want to give them $20,000? <laughs> for their operation <laughs> now I know historically some people who probably would have fallen for that I think we're getting a little bit more well-versed in that there's a lot out in the media around these online scammers but they are getting more clever but not only online on phone as well I mean you know I think the figure now is about 75 percent of the UK at some point has been scammed and they're still going, and it's a huge, huge business for people out there. You know, they don't care who you are and you know what effect it's going to have on you. So it's a, a an extension of the love bombing, but this is just totally random. And you know, they don't yeah. they don't give a damn. You know, you could be anybody. And I think where we see love bombing most is where people say, "I'm in love with them. They're gonna. I've got to send their airfare over, and they're gonna come and marry me over here, and yeah. and and look after me." So that's where we see kind. Kind of online dating to the extreme where people give away their life savings to someone they've never met because they've fallen in love with them by something they've just typed 
Yeah. And so it could be anybody that's at the other end. And if uh, you know, we we can talk forever. We, I know. we, we can We've go got on. A show, well, I've got a show, so <laughs> we're doing a, a theatre show. <laughs> so we have uh, got the, the half hour and uh, it's been great to be with you. We are we are doing this every two weeks and also it's going up on the video on my on my YouTube uh, channel and also it's going up on uh, my podcast channel as well on true crime uh, people and places because obviously it's really related to crime that goes on we will be talking more about this and we love to have your comments and your questions yeah i mean email us questions into info at soundproofbox.org and i'm always easy to get hold of because everything on social media is just my name because in fact i've got i've got it on the back of me if you can see and this oh yeah oh yeah up a bit up a bit yay there it is there you go. <laughs> yeah it's there <laughs> Well, all branded today <laughs> so it's great to be with you and thank you so much for your time and interest we look forward to being back with you in uh, two weeks time so Brilliant. thank you bye for now bye thank you for listening to true crime people and places if you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave a review and if you have any suggestions for future topics please let us know see you next time